Welcome to this week's Lawnsport podcast. In this podcast, Lawnsport CEO Sean Cottrell interviews sports lawyer and partner at Martin's Lawyers, Christian Cadell, on the issues surrounding the international transfer of minors, FIFA's recent change of practice regarding the transfer of minors, and specifically its impact on the case of minor player Nicholas Nardi. Christian discusses the Court of Arbitration for Sports' decision to overrule FIFA and to allow the registration of the minor player Nicholas Nardi, the role of Article 19 of the regulations on the status and transfer of players, and the obligations on football clubs, as well as the requirement to obtain the subcommittee's approval and its interplay with transfer deadlines. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this Law in Sport podcast with me, Sean Cottrell, the founder and CEO of Law in Sport. Today's guest is Christian Kandel. He's a partner at the law firm Martins Lawyers. So Christian is a sports lawyer and he practices for a number of clients at the core of arbitration for sport. And in particular, there's been a recent matter involving FIFA's transfer of minors regulations. Now, the regulations are there to protect minors, so those um, young people who are under the age of 18, um, to make sure that when they transfer from one country to another internationally, that that system isn't abused and the minor is not left to be vulnerable. However, in Germany, there's been a rather interesting case that Christian's been involved with. Christian, I wondered if you could um, shed some light on this because it's slightly different from what we've seen with the sort of Real Madrid cases and um, the Barcelona cases. Yes, yes, indeed. Hi, Sean. Uh, thanks first. Thanks for having me, of course. And I'm happy to explain or run you through this case a little bit. So the it's it's rather it's rather kind of a formalistic case because, um, as um, probably most of the listeners will know, that the that uh, all international transfers of minors have to be approved by the so-called FIFA. A subcommittee established by the player status committee and so every in case of an international transfer the first step of such transfer is that the relevant documents are sent to the to this subcommittee from fifa and they kind of say okay uh, this transfer is approved because the requirements of an exception according to article 19 uh, rscp is met so because the, the 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 principle is international transfer of minors is prohibited that's the principle but there are certainly some exceptions especially if, if it's an eu transfer for example or if uh, uh, the family has moved to the other country for non-football reasons so there are a couple of exemptions of this uh, of this uh, general ban and, and just but, for those sorry so just for those who aren't, aren't that familiar with it the rstp is the regulation and status of transfer of players just for those yeah. who are not familiar <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as i as i'm uh, handling with these rules so often uh, i just use uh, this aberration um so so you apply or actually it's only the national federation which can apply for this exemption by the subcommittee this is also done via this via the transfer matching system the online system which fifa which FIFA installed um, as of 2009, 2009, actually. So there's an online platform which handles all the international transfers. And there is one one section of this online platform is the TMS for for these uh, subcommittee approvals, and this can only be can only be accessed by by the national federations. So the first step is the national federation sends the data it gets from the club of the player. And then there's the FIFA subcommittee who's supposed to decide. Now, the problem is nobody knows when they are going to 
to decide. So we have uh, transfer windows. Uh, every 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 national federation, every FA has its transfer windows, and um, so usually a transfer has to be handled within the transfer window. But now, if the NF national federation um, applies for the subcommittee approval, it has to apply it, of course, within the transfer window. But now we don't know whether the subcommittee decides within also within the transfer window. And so the the last seven years, how, how this was handled, that um, FA applies for the approval of the subcommittee. If the subcommittee decides outside the transfer window, so after the transfer window closed, actually, then the, the FIFA still allows the clubs to upload the relevant data for the international transfer certificate, which is the second step of uh, international transfer, and to upload this data after and the subcommittee had decided and also allowed exceptionally that the FA requests the ITC also after the transfer window already closed because, of course, neither the clubs nor the national federations could influence when the subcommittee, FIFA subcommittee, will decide. Okay, this was the this was the practice for seven years, and now all of a sudden, uh, four days be- before the end of the transfer um, period, uh, winter transfer period 2017, and FIFA sent at least to the German Football Federation, and I know that they also sent apparently similar emails to some other uh, to some other national federations saying. Uh, there has have been some some uh, decision within FIFA that the rules in these cases where the subcommittee decides after the the transfer period is already ended uh, still have to be applied and um, still have to be strictly applied and so on and, and but apparently they wanted to say they wanted to say that even if the subcommittee decides after the transfer period the club nevertheless has to upload the necessary data for the ITC. And that's that's yeah, like I don't know, yeah, for in order to to request this international transfer certificate and within the transfer window. Yeah? So so yeah. so just to just to to give that yeah. a, give that a summary then. So before you had a practice where the information um, or the request was going to the um, subcommittee. And uh, it could be a, because there's no control over it. It could take a, a, a longer period than um, the period in the transfer window, and then because of that, yeah. it meant that there was an administration um, exemption essentially that was allowed for when that decision exactly. was late. That could exactly, be, could, could be uploaded right. And then um, there was uh, a change, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, or allegedly there was a change because uh, as. Uh, a single judge of the FIFA Player Status Committee apparently decided that um, that there should be an obligation of the clubs to upload the data for the for the international transfer certificate always within the registration period. So this is, of course, for 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 international transfers of of, uh, of adults of adult players. This is, of course, uh, the principle. Like we had, I don't know if you heard about the case of Kevin Großkreuz, this player from Dortmund who wants to 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 transfer to to Galatasaray, Ist- uh, Galatasaray Istanbul, is and and they 
uh, and they uploaded his data like uh, three minutes after after uh, 12 midnight, and then FIFA uh, rejected the transfer because the, the principle indeed is that the data should be up or has to be uploaded um, within the transfer window. Otherwise, you you cannot get the or the national federation cannot request the ITC. But um, for these, because with the minors, with the international minor transfers, we have the subcommittee FIFA. FIFA uh, saw that there's a problem or that no ITC can be requested if the subcommittee has not approved the transfer. And therefore, they allowed, they allowed uh, if the subcommittee decided after the transfer window, that both the club could upload the data also after the transfer window closed. And that, of course, uh, the National Federation applies for the ITC also after the window is closed. And now, now all of a sudden, they said this, in a, in a little strange way, one must say, because it was not really easy to understand. They thought, uh, or they informed the German Football Federation four days before the end of the transfer window, and that there had been a decision, uh, which they, what they wanted to say was that the clubs, in also in these cases where the subcommittee decides after the closing of the transfer window, has to upload um, mandatorily the data within the transfer window. This was the change of practice, and and the problem was that now yeah, that the email correspondence was really not clear. So and also also the guy from from DFB or from the German Football Federation who received such email and said he he didn't understand what he was telling him and or what FIFA was telling him and um, that he was still that he still assumed that he could or that the clubs could upload the data after the transfer window in, in these exceptional cases. And at the end, yeah, instead of making it really clear, FIFA did not. And then, um, and then, and then the, the, the uh, TMS manager from the German Football Federation informed, did not inform the German clubs about any change, but told them, yeah, you can upload the data after we receive the subcommittee decision. This is what happened. This is what happened. Uh, and and then FIFA refused the transfer. And then and then so 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 and this was this the they said they refused. Was it just the one transfer that they refused, or was it a bunch of transfers? No, no, no. It was it was three three transfers of minors in Germany, allegedly seven in in the FA. So in, then some in Scotland uh, we know of, or I don't know the exact number, but there have been several within Europe and, uh, that have been refused exactly for this reason. And then who? The, and then, and then um, yeah. was it the? So then the German clubs uh, then uh, brought a case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was then. Of course, it's it's. Um, I think because it's it's international transfers of minors, and, and they can be registered, of course, in the next also in the next transfer window, and therefore probably uh, we did not we did not get all these cases bumped up to CAS because yeah, if 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 Chelsea wants to register a 16 year old, if it's registered in the winter period or in the next summer period, it doesn't it doesn't matter so much usually. But in in the particular case of of Köln. Uh, they um, they they signed this very very talented player Natai Nicolas Natai from from FC Copenhagen from Denmark 17 years old 
and and one of the the big European talents at the moment. At the same time, they have a, a real problem with a lot of players being injured, and um, and they wanted to, him to play in the first in the first team, right? And and they are still competing to qualify for the for Europa League, which would be the first time since 25 years. And and therefore they were eager that he could play because he could really help them. Them and at the same time for for the for a 16, 17 year old player to play in the first first team of a Bundes of a German first uh, German league team is of course something which could uh, I don't know multiply his market value uh, for example and of course give him a lot of exposure and experience. And, and so this was yeah. And so 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 the timing was was kind of very important in this instance because of the pressures that the team were under and the and the um the prestige and the yeah. um value that the the player would bring in a in a sporting setting to the team yeah, so and so and so did yeah. you then bring a uh, did the case then go to um through fifa then to cas or did you go straight to cas yeah, no, it was uh, there was one instance at FIFA uh, confirming this decision, and then we then we went to CAS and 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 asked FIFA to um, to agree to an expedited proceeding. This is possible under the CAS code, so of course the parties can agree more or less to any any uh, um, timing within the proceeding they want to. And in this case, we agreed to to very short time limits to file the submissions, and also agreed that the sole arbitrator should decide without having a hearing, because of course, if you have a panel of three arbitrators, everything takes longer. And because the aim was, uh, the the entire case only made sense if it would would be decided within this within the season, because uh, like I said, the player he's actually is now allowed to play. Um, the player should or hopefully will play now in the last four or five matches uh, FC Köln still has in the, in the league. And and so we agreed that uh, on the sole arbitrator and also that only the that the decision would only have the operated part now. So without without grounds for the time being, it's also something you can agree in front of CAS that CAS first issues the operated part of the decision and, and, presumably, and the grounds of uh, and so, and presumably, then you know, FIFA in this instance again, it's, a, it's really a sort of an administrative point, isn't it? So they didn't really have any. You know, they, I don't think, in principle, there's anything wrong. They didn't disagree with the the transfer as such. Um, it's just the case of, you know, not um, strictly applying the rules, and therefore yes, it, was, yes, it, was, it could just be yeah. decided very quickly on 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 the facts. More or less, more or less. Of course, it was. I think uh, we don't, as we don't have the reasoning, we we don't know what exactly the convinced the arbitrator. But of course, if you have a seven-year practice of applying your rules, and then yeah, one can imagine that if you, if you seven-year practice, and then four days before the end of a transfer window, you you try to inform some NFs in a in an unclear way of a change of this practice. Yeah, that this is not particularly the, the right way of, of doing this, and yeah, seems or at least is is debatable. And and and, and yeah, usually if you if you, if an if an association applies its rules in a certain way, also according to Swiss law, this can become like a customary law because especially if if the rules are not are not fully clear 
of course, the people who have to apply these rules or the, or the stakeholders who have to apply these rules and, and especially look for guidance from from the institution who, who established these rules, how it handles such rules. And, and this was done in one way, seven years, and then suddenly this, this was changed. And according to Swiss law, in those cases, usually you really have to change the rules because if you create customary law, through a certain application of rules, you also have to change that customary law through a rule change. So this is what we what we might going to see. And, and, well, for and that makes every, sense, yeah. doesn't it? That makes that makes complete sense. Yeah. In the, and I think it's one of the yeah. um, problems that this highlights you know, some of the difficulties, I guess, with international sports regulation. And that, you yeah. know, there's an eagerness um, to... And, and so, you know, it could be coming from a very good place to, to ensure that um, certain practices are, are no longer followed. But there needs, as you said, there needs to be um, some proportionality to the change. Certainty. Yeah, and certainty. The addresses of the rules just need some certainty. So, it's all, of course, this is always the, it's also a big challenge to, to create rules which, are, which everybody understands. And, 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 but it's, of course, in these, in these, in these cases, so this was, as I said, this was a very formalistic case, but we just also had the, uh, had this Atletico case, which is comparable more or less than to the Barcelona case. And also there, the bit, one of the main problems is um, that, um, that some, sometimes the rule, uh, rules are just not clear. That's, and, and yeah, we always, uh, well, it keeps, well, it keeps the lawyers busy, yeah. right, Christian? That's true. So, coming on then, what, what would what would two things I want to know really was so you know what what does this decision mean in terms of uh, uh, more immediately for for other clubs in um, national associations in other jurisdictions and also for those clubs in Germany? So, what does it mean for that? And then, you know, what are the you know the lessons to be learned from this? Yes, first I could imagine that um, the clubs who got or clubs or national federations and who got a transfer of a minor rejected for for this uh, for these reasons because of this alleged new practice practice sorry and they could ask FIFA right now referring to this decision that um, that they should that they should allow the transfer of the minor of course it's it's only uh, the, for the rest of the season because they can be registered um, easily within the transfer window um, in, in some period. But um, if if any club would would have would like to have the player be eligible to participate in an official match, then this uh, at least I would try uh, to make FIFA um, agree to the transfer right now. That's one 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 uh, consequence. And um, yeah, as soon as we have as soon as we have the, the, the decision, we will know whether people will have to change their rules. And what I could imagine if they want to, if they want to apply this new practice in, in the future. And um, in the meantime, I forgot your second question. <laughs> ah, so what are the key lessons then to be learned from this? I think you might you have kind of touched ah, yeah. on it, which was... yeah, of course. Yeah, the key lessons is 
that's yeah, like uh, first, first of course, as always, um, uh, you should uh, the FIFA should provide um, clear rules. But this is uh, of course something. It's not. A, it's it's a general lesson. But second, if you if a certain practice is applied in 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 in, ha- in handling things, then um, yeah, FIFA needs to give to give the stakeholders who have to apply these rules some time to adapt to changes or use official letters like circulars like they usually do and 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 make any change of a practice as clear as a rule change because if, if the effect is the same then you also have to make this change of a practice clear and it would also help of course if they would um, like UEFA now does that they publish all their decisions because also this change of practice apparently was based on a decision of a single judge but they don't do not publish their decisions. So nobody knew, and even actually, even the German Football Federation asked to get a copy of the decision to understand what what FIFA was trying to tell him. And they said they cannot because uh, because uh, German Football Federation was not a party and confidential and so on. But uh, yeah, we we see so many so many anonymized awards. So it shouldn't be a problem to publish also these decisions in uh, in an anonymized form. Yeah, and, and, think, and this is essential. It highlights um, a wider problem in, in, in global sports law, which is one of transparency, and particularly, um, I don't think FIFA the exception here. I think that there's many um, sports governing bodies who don't always, um, you know, provide enough information when it comes to the cases and decisions, which causes a whole host of problems. Let alone the fact of like, yeah, just one of confusion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course they they might be afraid sometimes that. That also stakeholders can, could use uh, the decisions, but this is just a normal normal practice that you, in order to understand how rules are handled, you also need you also need the decisions um, of the authorities uh, within the associations to to understand. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, congratulations on the case, and uh, thank you very much for taking thank the you. time out to to speak about this. I do think it's yeah, there's a number of lessons there that can be learned just to, just in general practice and. Um, in sports law, and as I said, particularly for those who are administrators working within sport, uh, you know, uh, sometimes a bit less haste is um, is a good thing. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and if everyone truly understands, then um, you can avoid some of these situations. But um, yeah, it's a very interesting case. Um, and thank you for sharing your time, your time and experience with it. Of course, thank you very much, John. Thank Brilliant. you. Sadly, that's all we have time for for this show. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, for all your latest sports law updates and information, you can go to lawandsport.com or follow us on Twitter at lawandsport. Go to our YouTube channel, follow us on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also go to our website to sign up for our weekly email. Thanks again for tuning in.